0: Is from the age of big brother from the age of the police
1: Respiratory virus threats, Nerve Tag, has spent the last few days analysing this new variant. It may be up to seventy percent more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious. Assume you might be infectious. And that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level 5, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further, and I I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary infe- infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment, for sure. To say, I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. Vaccine or M.R.A. will ever flow through my fucking blood blood, never! I will fucking die, fucking fighting for my fathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers!
2: go let's go let's go doc's on a time limit today i'm afraid so uh this might be a rapid stream now you know i can get to two hours two and a half hours in that'll be okay um again <laughs> you know the, the best laid plans of uh mice and men and um in this in this instance i don't mind the uh the change of where i wanted to go and stream to today uh there's been a new uh manuscript uh, uploaded to preprint servers um, from jean-claude perez. I'm always happy to uh showcase his work. He's been he's been on the prion trip uh like I have for <laughs> quite a few years now. And uh of course we have to be thankful to him and uh Luc Montagnier of course and the efforts that they put in. Um you know these are well, you know, when you're uh, not 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 to be uh, ageist, please, uh, Jean-Claude, don't take this the wrong way, but uh, when you've, uh, you know, you've done your shift at the coalface, um, you you are, you should be allowed to have a uh, peaceful retirement, and <laughs> Luc Montagnier and Jean-Claude Perez uh, just said, fuck that noise, and just uh, rolled up their sleeves and uh, got right into it, and um, I'm Forever grateful that they did because um, it means that I wasn't just the lone voice. Well, I I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm concerned about you know blackpilling people too much with incomplete data sets, but the preon biology has to be contended with. Um, it, it's being the the institutes are ducking and diving all the time trying not to address it oh. and you know we've gone from the cartoons that were foisted upon people with respect to uh, you know this uh, this this new New approach to public health involving gene engineering tools uh, is nothing to worry about. Licks, Bill, roll up that sleeve. Come on, get it in ya. And um, those of us who were in any way familiar with these technologies knew that they were um, sketchy. Uh, Best great for in the lab if you wanted to probe a particular system, but uh, mass rollout um, for the public and uh, having them express uh, toxic toxic peptides that uh, the product literally just squeezed out like the toothpaste of uh, <laughs> the sausage, the sausage from uh, all the all the Bones and gristle that they put into your pre-unloaded meat, um, squeezed out there for the public to uh, consume. <laughs> I won't we consume Fo- foisted upon, and the <laughs> we we are in a situation now where, as we've managed to work through this data, hold this line pin down that space with respect to the fact that these people were engaged in um, bio-warfare research. This is very likely a product, or what we've been dealing with is at least the product of that research, what it's been used for in particular, I don't know. I have severe concerns right now where my, how should we say, my professional concern around Amyloids in general has now been having to be shifted up a notch as we've received the uh, Nyström data, which shows that S one has a human prion protein scrapy catalyzing epitope, and this this in my mind just puts us so so far down the not down into the, into the space around which malevolent actors seem to be uh, at at play here. Um I can't believe I can't believe that they didn't think to check these things. I can't believe that they didn't think to at least try to modify the um amyloidogenic sequences in and of themselves and of course as we've come to learn more um in the last few weeks we've had the paper um which basically talked about And again, I was speaking with um, Kevin McKernan over the weekend as we were doing this, uh, this, these seminars for the Japanese uh, vaccine group. And, you know, he he made a point that he he actually raised in 2021 the use of um, pseudourinine in in these um, shots would open it it's a it's a noisy way of trying to get translation because um because frame shifting was understood to occur with um once you do these substitutions. And so it's not and, and again so we're in a situation where professionals who have worked and know these systems intimately have warned right from the very beginning, hey you you want to be paying attention to this whilst at the same time you've been gaslit by the people who are supposed to be looking out, Uh, giving them these privileged uh, positions where they get uh, lunch money every day and uh, second homes and uh, business travel everywhere. And these people have um, failed abysmally. And it's been, we're left with trying to amplify independent voices and the, Bizarre thing is, it's not bizarre when you try to, when you, once you start understanding that um, this warfare, of course it involves psychological operations. Of course they're going to try to feed and amplify one um, counter-narrative versus another. But the one thing they don't want to do is to go anywhere near bio-warfare and the fact that these products, as they've been uh, released into the environment, uh, are, are their products, and and so um the obvious question that was um that ar- arose when it, you know it was a peer reviewed paper i want to say it was you know f- uh, a credible institute and 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 i think it was cambridge who um a lot was from cambridge university who who identified the frame shifting um Issue around uh, the vaccines and methyld uh, pseudo uridine, and the um, and the 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 statement in their paper was, well, we don't we don't think it's done anything of concern in this instance. You know, the, the, what's a what's a frame shift between uh, between friends and Untermensch and all that, and um, I, I, I was kind of waiting for someone to actually do the legwork on this. And so I applaud Jean-Claude for actually um, going and doing this work, which is to just essentially take the reference uh, genome for the spike and then just start frame slipping it either way to see what the uh, expressed peptides would be. And I'm reminded, and I know I have the paper, um, Kevin actually brought this up at the weekend, which is that when the the vaccine companies were asked to sort of, (laughs) you know, do the minimal with respect to compliance to standards, and, you know, you want to be, if you're selling a pharmaceutical product, you have to adhere to a whole, slew of regulations to make sure that the active ingredient is exactly what you say it is on the label of that uh, of that product and um kev talked about this paper I, re- I remember it well which is that when when they did the western blotting of the expression products of these um vaccines r- rather than getting a clear line wh- wh- when you do the the blot basically what you got was this long smeared out um blob and what that means is is that you're getting a whole bunch of different peptides of various sizes and unless you're sequencing all of them um you don't know what they are but um in this age where suddenly you know we can use computers imagine that going off what we've had to deal with uh in the last few days um where you can you know once you've once you've got data you can begin to start manipulating it and so what John claude has done is like say is um he's done the shifts and then done the conversion to see what peptide or what amino acid sequence you would get and then you can go and query that against uh, databases you can blast it etc and you will see where it would line up what it plots against in terms of probability and it's often the case that once you've got a sort of long enough sequence that you you'll often get like a long long list where it'll give you a sort of probability with respect to which peptides it could probably be and um i don't know personally where the sort of cutoff is with respect to saying okay it's 20 percent different so you can ignore it in this instance um I'm not sure we can take that position right now because we have to be down in the, uh, the domain of what is, um, what are the functional epitopes that are being expressed? And as we've, as I drill home every day, that. Functional epitopes can have serious unintended consequences because of their interactions at the proteomic level, and so what I wanted to do today is um he actually placed the link to the uh to his paper under the the last stream that I did yesterday where we were looking at the species barrier um around prions, and you know I thought that was it was it was a long long review paper but it was useful because I, th- I think it gave us a sort of look into where, at least in the public domain, where the peptide chemistry is. I was disappointed that there wasn't this um, inclusion of epitopes, right? Short, short-chained short epitopes that potentially could have interactions. And um, that's uh, that's something that basically... It seems to be Hammerstrom and Nyström's bailiwick, which is that they've they're the ones. If you look in the literature, that are often arguing for this cross-seeding amyloidogenic potential, et cetera, and um, they do it they do it from a position of um, expertise, et cetera, and um, domain expertise. And if, if they write it, then people within that field are inclined to uh, listen to them. And you know, for all my ranting. Um, I didn't specialize in prions. I specialized in neurodegeneration, Parkinson's, and now we understand Parkinson's as being a uh, somewhat prion-like disorder. And so there's there's my overlap. And so um, you're basically stuck with me to try. Uh, I just knocked over a thing of milk. Just uh, bear with me whilst I try and mop that up. It's just spilt milk um but it's right under it's right next to my um <laughs> my power supply protector Ugh. that's messy eesh, eesh, eesh. um a bit like uh a bit like vaccine protein expression i've got lipids and uh colloids and peptides everywhere now and who knows what it's doing and what mess it will make of uh, my electronics but okay that will that will kind of do uh, um, i don't think it's gonna thankfully it wasn't a full full carton but uh, <laughs> it is uh what can i say accidents happen spilt milk all right um so let's let's just do this uh, we'll see who's in the chat um Centipede says McKenna barely mentions the issue of pseudo uridine. It's annoying. No, he's he's very much on it. The so you know we we were sort of just talking um, in the background. Look, I I have those streams. I missed the first couple of minutes of recording Kevs because I forgot to um, hit record because there was there was a, a gap between me and him speaking on Saturday and um and then there's just lots of just sort of back and forth that's just sort of incidental between uh, the people that are involved between me sort of giving the presentation the presentation i've given is just a very pared down presentation that i've given um in, in innumerable times um in, in this instance i added um super prions as a um potentiality that we could be dealing with and um so i di- i didn't feel that there was a, that the the japanese group will put it out as a um series of uh lectures and the and then they want to do a more in-depth one looking at prions in in more detail basically um because this this was this was essentially about the uh, the, the dna contamination and c- Kevin even published a paper with respect to pseudo uridine, um, and his words were that um, the DNA contamination, yes, it's problematic. Um, he's not sure that it's the biggest problem on the block, and but the important thing about it is that it, it essentially provides a forensic way of saying that there is this contamination. There is problems with these products. And once you can say that there's problems with the products, well then we've got a whole laundry list of uh, of issues that we can bring to the fore. And then once that happens, then we can, then people might be more open to trying to understand the molecular biology around um, catalyzing epitopes for prions. And this this, I think, is the is the real discussion that needs to be had, particularly as we're seeing the, um, we know that, um, it can it could be involved um, in cancer, um, and that's what we're seeing. I imagine that, um, the inflammatory nature, the um, combination with lipid nanoparticles, all that molecular chemistry that we've gone over with biochemistry, I should say, with uh, Christy, um, all these all these things add up. And the, in terms of bureaucracies, the bureaucracy is there to pump brakes hard and put an immediate stop as soon as infective prions and transmissible spongiform encephalopathy comes into the, into the equation. And so if you can drag them into that space and say, here, prove that that's not the case and the fact that it, it would take years to demonstrate either way and we can um point to the fact that this would be a unknown never before serious scene of uh, am- amino acids that be causing this conversion then uh, it, you know it it would put a stop to this type of technology or anything that would be trying to um
3: ah the gaya, salo. <laughs>
2: you had enough no I'd never enough but um the um anything that would involve um self amplifying etc um epitopes in this manner which are genomically integrating etc so that, so we've got the um the product that's coming out of Japan now uh based on you know what a virus to pick uh venezuelan equine encephalitis right and you you take you take a backbone that's known known to cause encephalitis you're going to put the spike protein in it you're going to make it amplify and hope that that gives an immune response. This, it's irresponsible biology. Um, it's people just going too far. And I, I would say it's because there's, there isn't the awareness within these circles that they should, they should be concerned about these, um, these types of peptides. It's just an immune response. If you can trigger uh, an immune response, um, that's all that matters. And who cares if there's um, (laughs) the seeding of prions? That happens uh, decades later and uh, it's just uh, another customer for you. So, um, you know, all all of these things are important elements around which that you can um, close down the space to vaxophiles, to people that um, think that, Basically, making <laughs> infective clones and putting them in humanized mice, etc., are um, in any way useful endeavors for, for human beings. We could we could use that money far more sensibly, and um, the the human race could rest uh, a little bit easier with um one of the without her, one of these sort of Damocles hanging over the head. Um Jackson chat says peptides aren't real. <laughs> yes. That's literally the goof goof level rebuttal that you're seeing. Um for those that have been paying attention, I've been um slapping about uh crowdsource the truth and John Cullen on um, Twitter, as John Cullen still goes around trying to show that ah, they shut everything down and then the flu went away and they weren't testing it. All all these things are demonstrably false, and um, I I sort of engage them for a while, really dragging them in, making it a, a Twitter knocker. and then. Um, once I had them, you know, they they they're, once you get people and they're starting to, ah, he's, he's responded again, I got, and then they'll they'll sort of pull in, uh, people who, you know, that would be naturally on their side. And then I just laid out to them, oh, well, the sequences are there, right? And they, they make this issue that, um, they haven't tested for it. So, so they didn't know that, um, uh, what is it? H5, uh, N9, or I, know, I can't remember which, uh. H7N9, I think it was, um, that they uh, that they haven't been testing for it. But the thing is, they, they seem to think that everything is just reliant on PCR testing. What they don't understand is that when they've gone and got samples where they can do sequencing, that you basically capture a snapshot of the host DNA and any of the biome, pathological, or common soul, um Organisms and viruses that would be um included at at that particular um snapshot. They don't realize that all that genomic data is in there. And were were you to go and probe it, because we know what the sequence to um H7N9 is, you would see it in that data. It's not there. There are mass programs devoted to checking for avian flu because it's such a um, it's such a hit for the poultry industry should it be detected so um, these people um, are really really out of their depth and um, I'm hoping we're going to shut them down but Charles will be um, talking or debating um, Cullen and you know these, these people didn't even understand the difference between, um, transmissibility, pathogenicity, et cetera. And it's, um, it's a gaggle of stupid that these people are involved in. And, you know, the Iggy was asking in Twitter, you know, is it worth engaging people that just, you know, it's a few thousand followers, et cetera. And, um, <laughs> until, until we can get Charles onto, uh, Joe Rogan, um, we we fight where we can and we shut down nonsense and you know as we've seen from the likes of judas if you let it go and challenge it just metastasizes and um there are sort of bigger accounts that aren't um Censored as much that will pick up with it, and of course, those they will get amplified because you know the people that don't want you knowing about what they're doing behind closed uh, doors and walls will will, um, do anything and everything to seed distraction. So, Um, we have pathogen lollipops two for one today, yeah. uh, (laughs) uh, Let's see uh, who we've got in the chat real quick. Is this allow me to scroll today no what is wrong with that um let's see i'll just have to what if i do this full scroll to bottom ah that's what it's doing uh, okay that's fixed fix that problem uh, bu- 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 bu. let's see gazette good to see you um don't cry for spilt milk indeed um let's see uh, Lemon says, "My aunt has been unwell since she had Pfizer. Always fit and well. Got COVID the week of the shot with high B- uh, BP and nosebleed, dizzy and fatigued. She's at least decided not to touch another. Um, my aunt has dementia now. Um, I I can not convince anyone in my family not to take it except my brother. <laughs> my brother's uh, kind of clued in, um, but the the women no." <laughs> uh, Let's see. Would the turbo cancers be just down to the pseudo or something else? Um, I, think, I think we have to look very, very hard at the um, translation error um, hypothesis, which uh, we covered um, the other day. Where did that paper go? This one. It was called Transcript Errors Generate a Continuous Stream of Amyloid and Prion-like Proteins in Human Cells. And basically, very good paper. I highly recommend going back and listening to that stream where I go through that. And um, this is a way of understanding how cancer can emerge even though um, genetic mutation may isn't really a factor. Something's happening as the... Peptide is being tra- translated from M- mRNA into uh, the peptide sequence. It becomes prion or amyloid-like and then can um, contribute to cancer spreading that way. And um, it's a very devious mechanism. And um, it's only something that the public domain is really keying in on at the moment. Now, do, do, do you need the circular RNA approach to... Um, think that that's a uh, or or to know that that would be a mechanism that you could leverage i don't think so i think you just have to know that um if you can generate a cascade of uh, prions that it's likely to cause all sorts of damage particularly when you put it in a lipid nanoparticle and squirt it into the muscle and systemic circulation um (laughs) once once that's happened that's the that's the (laughs) you know call it money shot kill shot i guess but um let's see i hope that answered your question uh let's see shared out doc says little one thank you um let's see center says his focus on Pfizer is suspect Moderna's market share has increased 15 percent in the past year i question his motives well no he's he's looked at Moderna um and he's um he can only he can only work with what's published and what he can analyze, and the uh, the simple fact is is that Moderna potentially has the cleaner product with respect to removal of um, plasmic contamination. Um, it is there, and but it's um, Pfizer was a uh, seems particularly egregious in this instance. And, um, but you can go back and read his work. He's, he's done plenty about Moderna as well. Um, let's see, especially considering the Moderna product is three times the dose of RNA compared with Pfizer product. Um, yeah, maybe, but he's, he's arguing against both. So, um, you know, we would be, we wouldn't be as far forward as we are right now without, kevin stepping in and doing that sequencing data i couldn't do it i don't have the facilities really to hand and it would be a crapshoot um me trying to follow the instructions to get a good pcr read um i don't have the i don't have unlimited time in the laboratory to be able to do that uh let's see diabetes yes of course is another one um um, you know we were reading yesterday about um, the spleen and uh, the potential for it to cause heterogeneous like prion products and heterogeneous prion products can sort of shift catalysis into other um, isoforms um, It was a very interesting review that we did yesterday. Uh, let's see. Disease extard, the great retarding. Most of the transfected will forget they even got poked and boosted multiple times as they go full retard. Maybe. My concern is that the, and, you know, this is one paper that I wanted to look at. So let's let's just dive on with the stream and um we'll get to it. So um <laughs> I'm not sure who did this one but pre on world order choose your own adventure um zombie deer etc. <laughs> great. Um whoever did that meme bravo. And uh, if you wanted in here wondering who I am uh, let me just put my layout the way I like it. There we go. Um, that's me Dr. Ken McCann systems neuroscientist turned renegade scientist as um, I've watched our institutes fail the public and essentially turn into hostile threat actors Um, going around giving uh, pre-catalyzing epitopes to everyone willy-nilly. So I've uh, felt incumbent uh, upon myself to actually um, speak up, uh, speak up if I ever hold your peace. I wouldn't want to be lying in my bed years from now. What would you give to just give one chance, one chance to say to the (laughs) the English, the English, you'll never take our daughters again. Hmm. Anyway. You want to find my previous work, please. Um, ResearchGate is a good aggregator. You can get my metrics from there. And um, well, I was a primate researcher. That H index should read at 150 for my primate studies I cranked out. Uh, more importantly, of course, if you wish to keep the doc in the fight, um, I have to do this as uh, a public service now and hope that the, uh, the market appreciates what I'm doing as uh, becoming a renegade when the uh, orthodoxy of the institutes is so strong means that I can no longer earn a living in those institutes, etc. I'm cut off from grants and uh, labs, etc. And um, I'm not sure I could ever go back there now anyway, not, not unless it was armed with a flamethrower. But uh, it's you guys that keep this going. Uh, Please hit that blue button. Use your Gaypal, usury cards, uh, Patreon, buy me a coffee, subscribe to our cryptocurrencies, join our Discord or Gilded. You can get uh, emails, etc. If you want to be registered to be notified when I go live. And of course, remind everyone, we talk, you listen.com. This is my attempt at archiving and um, it's uh, it's our own. We have the architecture. We uh, (laughs) well own it, rent it. I guess you you could. never own that stuff in some some server farm wherever on the planet but it does the job etc um and uh please make an account start uploading information that you think would be um suppressed if you haven't learned how um how pervasive and um what's the phrase i had sparked use it the other day uh, turnkey totalitarianism where you know we've seen that where everyone thought it was a meritocracy and we had youtube etc and twitter and uh, no they, they, those things are all subject to um corporate and government um, public private partnership malfeasance and so uh i'm trying to uh, my best uh, with uh, uh my my team <laughs> my lazy blick who um yeah, he does a great job and um we we have this we talk you listen.com you can stream there um you can live stream you can put up uh videos of whatever content you want just uh, no uh none of that adult uh k26r content if you please and um yeah there's a whole bunch goes on there let's uh, let's see what's uh, been putting on there recently recently added yeah. um <laughs> oh look there's uh Old, Ma- old nurse Campbell old nurse Campbell has only just realised that these coronaviruses in humanised mice go to the brain and cause encephalopathy uh, you know only took him four years but <laughs> what can I say <sighs> anyway um, if you feel like uploading nurse Campbell um, I'm not going to say no but look um, there's uh, clips from McCullers, uh recent uh, and Ryan Cole's uh, testimony in front of Congress, etc., for Vax injured. Oh, look, and we've got a raccoon eating grapes. How could you? <laughs> no sound. <laughs> They're mine, see, Don't touch. Don't touch. Oh, I can see the chroma key basically turning the grapes translucent. <laughs> They're black pills. <laughs> there are a swallowing black pills. Great. Um, all right, that's enough uh, cuteness for the moment. All right, so uh one of the thing oh th- that's all I want to do because uh it's already 734. Um so I wanted to we're gonna do this. Didn't I load download it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here it is. Uh, okay, so do COVID-19 injections with modified RNA risk generating inappropriate parasite proteins and prions? Important question. Important question when we know that there's such off-target expressions that it's just essentially making a smear. And I'm, I'm at the presumption that both Pfizer and Moderna would do the same. So none are none are absolved in this particular instance uh Noteling says peptides are just computers yeah <laughs> just just think of the level of stupidity that's out there i mean that you know they're gonna be all right so it's all a jewish trick it's all uh it's all uh psychological operations I and mean, you don't you don't think that they're in in this environment that they wouldn't they wouldn't then go the extra step and deploy weapons and you can't understand those weapons. Oh dear. I'm getting sidetracked. Right? Um, let's see. I noticed him keep talking about chickens, insisting everyone was wrong, and he has their info. I don't know what that means. Apple are doing mass advertising on YouTube with actors showing heartbeats racing above 129 beats per minute, then using it to flog their Apple Watches to monitor heartbeats. Wow, in your face. Yep. Uh, let's see. No reason to engage Goodman, Webb, etc. Well, I'm I'm only doing it because Charles is going to be debating uh, debating Colin. I will um, stream that debate if it's live, and I'll try and put it. I'll I'll try and put it into a Twitter space as well. Um, other otherwise I wouldn't be engaging with them. Um, I'm just uh just laying down. Uh, I'm trying to just keep them uh keep them from scheming in the background if they're having to engage with me all right uh let's see happy master bleak day um stuff for your bleak day uh this is too big for rogan would he even put it out after recording um no uh i doubt it um all right um japanese uh figures there i can't read those shamefully but uh, hello uh, let's see your takedown of no fire as fuckheads yesterday must have spurred some much-needed stress release looking fresh as a daisy today thank you yeah um i i'm short of patience for these people four years in man four years in and you're still having to deal with that type of bs when um you need to be you need to be honing in on what the weaponized peptides are and delivery mechanisms and the fact that wastewater is showing highest, highest levels of cells um, like um, circulating cells uh, ever in four years, which is um, which means that these prion like peptides are circulating as well. And I don't know what the interaction with um, synthetic uh, prions, prions are prions in this instance, and they would just be additive. It would be bad news. See, Mom says, my son went into ER Saturday with severe chest pain, freshly out of the military with exposure and coerced injections. Thanks for your recommendations, Kevin. Oh, um, I know who that is. Um, you're more than welcome. Um that's another Marine that's um taken a hit. Um let's hope that Charles experience um will help in that instance. Uh do 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 do. I know poked-boosted people's heart rate keeps spiking above 160 BPM when going for bike rides in our riding group. That's why the Apple advertising caught my attention. Um, Let's see. The outbreak of Crimean-Congo hemorrhagic fever in Western Afghanistan, zoonotic or lab augmented? Um, Look, the concentration of labs (laughs) around in Ukraine looking at Crimean-Congo hemorrhagic fever, I wouldn't trust anything right now. Um, I would, I would just be wait till you can get sequences, etc. And um, but you know it is a natural disease, so potentially who knows? In this instance, um, let's see. Yeah, he was trying to act like he knew it all, being a condescending fool, but he beat off way more than he could chew. Or talking with his mouth full of shit. I, I presume you're talking about Cullen and uh, Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts weeping he starts weeping because I'm using salty language with him, called him a faggot <laughs> what's the PCR panic a test run then um, I think that they were using it, they wanted to use it in a wartime situation, that's the way you saw it, that's why you saw it being used the way it was, was it abused yes Um, you know, the the operating doctrine is is that you turn up with symptoms, fever, swollen glands, etc., and the PCR helps narrow down that space. Um, of course, it's going to pick up people who might have had infection and are still sort of harboring um particles in their nose, etc., in the or a pharynx. So, um, but it does give them another measure that they wouldn't have if they. Once they crank up cycles, they can see when cycles start coming down rather than just using an uh, arbitrary cutoff of, say, like 25 um, counts. Pedro Pedro says she laid on parade. Have I missed much? No, I haven't got in the paper yet. Um, let's see. It means faithful servant. Um, OK. Jeez, uh, one goes 180 and standing up in the morning. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't even look at my O2 sats and heart rate anymore. <laughs> it's, too, uh, it's too frightening. All right, uh, let's get into the paper. So uh, Jean-Claude Perez, uh, Biomathematics, the Luc Montagnier Foundation. That's great that they've um, actually done something with Luc's name. Um, I applaud them for that. So the abstract. Injection technology mRNA COVID-19 substitutes to the unnatural uracil bases of the modified pseudo uracil bases. These modified bases are sometimes ignored by the ribosome, which skips them, thus causing a shift in the codon reading frame. Here we excuse me, we analyze the spike protein when it is read following the second or third reading frame of the codons. We then discover parasitic proteins that we analyze, some of which may have the property of prion or amyloid. Um, this now should, of course, raise alarm bells in people um, as you've been introduced to this biology now, after four years of me teaching you. <laughs> so, let's see. On the one hand, it has just been demonstrated that the basics of u-modified RNA COVID-19 injections provoke, in a way, unpredictable and erratic frame shifts, reading while translating of the RNA sequence in protein. More precisely, N1-methyl pseudouridylation of mRNA causes a plus-one ribosomal frame shifting. On the other hand, in Perez et al. 2024, the final posthumous article by Luc Montagnier explores the emergence of a form-dazzling Creutzfeldt-Jakob driving for the 26 cases studied death a few months after the injection. Now, um, I will uh, preface this paper by saying um, Jean-Claude, I've asked Jean-Claude to come on stream before and speak, but um, he's... Uh, gun shy about his English. He's wrote this obviously very quickly, and so we'll have to. Um, I'll try and sort of read round the uh, the francophone type English in this instance. So um, bear bear with Jean and myself, please. So the article suggests that this causal relationship effect could result from the presence of a prion region in the spike protein of mRNA injections. Curiously, we let's demonstrate in Perez 2021 that this prion region present in the Wuhan strain having served as matrix for injections, and in all variants, uh, completely disappeared in the Omicron variant. In this article, we will search, therefore, the presence of hypothetical unwanted proteins due to these shifts in the frameworks of reading RNA codons, but we will search also the presence of possible prion functions in these unwanted proteins to their methods. The objective of this article is to search for hypothetical inappropriate proteins which could result from ribosome hopping on certain modified U-bases, the RNA injections. For this purpose, we use BLAST-P to search for these protein homologs. For the search for possible prion functions of these unwanted proteins, we use the plaque algorithm. The sequence of the spike which served as a matrix for the injection is as follows. And, um, they're giving a list to the accession sequence for, uh, the Wuhan strain and the spike protein, basically. It is known that the U bases are skipped by ribosomes. The combinatorics of shifted sequences is therefore infinite. Is it infinite? I'm sure there's a, (laughs) I'm sure you can put a number on it, but, um, it's, it's going to be to a high power. Um, that's, that's for sure. Um, However, there are three three major configurations of sequence evolution due to these alterations. A first case that we do not analyze is the one where the regular reading frame would be preserved, but where the disappearance of a U-base would cause stop codons like UAA or UAG to emerge, thus producing fragments of modified and truncated spike. Um, Yeah, I would be... I think these uh, fragments are more important than um, people might be uh, thinking right now. That's my thinking. So, the second scenario concerns the reading of the spike sequence shifted by one base and therefore read according to the second reading frame of the codons. The third scenario concerns the reading of the spike sequence shifted by two bases and therefore read according to the third reading frame of the codons. It is these last two cases that we will analyze. Uh how about that blonde chick that interviewed you, Doc? Oh, dopaminergic. Yes. Um, she could. Um, I, I, I'll ask Jean Claude again. Um, like I say, I've I've asked him, but I don't I don't want to sort of um pressure him to <laughs> streaming it for everyone. This uh this is a this is a Zoomer's game. No, <laughs> not a, not a uh, distinguished academic. All right. So um, let's see results. Summary. The shift of one base in the reading frame of the codons due to the jump of the ribosomes of the pseudouridine base. What happens to the prion region of the spike, This is of course interesting. What proteins emerge from this one base shift in the codon reading frame? The shift of two bases of the reading frame of the codons due to two jumps of the ribosomes of the pseudouridine bases. Which proteins emerge from reading, according to the third reading frame, the detection of hypothetical prion function? Detailed results. The shift of one base in the reading frame of the codons due to the jump of the ribosomes on a pseudouridine base. What happens to the prion region of the spike? In the article perez tel 2023, a prion region in the spike of the injections. What happens to this region if we shift it by one base following the failure of translation of a pseudouracil towards the beginning of the spike protein? Here is the region prion of Wuhan. Um... I see, Um region pre on Wuhan, okay, and, you know what, I don't see a huge difference, I guess he's highlighted them here in bold, um, Oh, I see. Uh, Okay, this isn't frame shifted. This is Wuhan, then Omicron. Okay, so, uh, and we know in the Omicron region, it was, in in the plaque algorithm, it's a small signal, but it's there. And the problem with that targeting is that it's riding the receptor binding motif. So we know that there's going to be strong peptide interactions. So that's that's the problem with, like like I say, you could look at the uh, nucleocapsid protein and um it's it's a huge huge signal um but um n- nucleocapsid is um it's going to get wrapped up etc and uh, you know maybe maybe trafficked um by exosomes etc but um anyway I'm going off on a sidetrack uh let's see so we've just got a list of the uh bases here and um the codons what they do So, remember the the amino acids promoting prion function are in descending order. So, N-asparagine, Q-glutamine. There are two amino acids that most promote function. Then come uh, Y-H-M-S. And uh, let's see if I can see here. Valine is Y-H-histidine, M-methionine, obviously. And S would be serine. Okay, so... Okay, Okay. so we see by the presence of N-amino acids, the prion nature remains active despite the shifting codon reading frame. On the contrary, the shift of two bases completely eliminates the prion nature. Um, I don't see that as a figure per se, but um, let's see, we'll move on. What proteins emerge from this one base shift in the codon reading frame? Results after she- shifting the codon reading frame by one base. So, first protein... So, you know, this is... You'll take the um, the first codon, shift it over, and then I presume he's running it for the totality of the spike, and then that will give you a peptide readout, and then you, like I say, you put it... Uh, you query it in BLAST and see what it comes up with. And... Um, so he's just, he's just giving, I wonder if I could grab those, put it in a text file and blast that out. I'll, I'll do that later. I'm not going to do it now. Um, so yeah, more, more peptide amino acid lists. The free unwanted proteins resulting from a ribosome error on the single pseudouridine are, okay, again, I don't know what these are without translating them myself. So uh, here we get to the results. Hello, big boy. Did the other two get off to school? Yeah, they just They're just waiting. They're downstairs. Oh, are they down then right now? No, just okay. Um, yeah, so uh, th- this is his blast uh, results. So First two proteins are homologous to fragments of spike. Okay, that's good to know. Well, probably not good to know. So, focus on the third and last protein. So, hypothetical protein NEC 11208 nematocida. Um, and I want to say this was um, nematocida. I need to. I need to check what that is. Does that does that go to the link? Mm, Microsporidia fungi. (laughs) They found in sino. Habitatis elegans. It's been nicknamed the... What was it? It's been nicknamed the nematode killer from Paris. (laughs) How apropos. Um, The species replicates in the intestines of C. elegans. Okay. So anyway, we had the um, sequence here. You can, in real time... uh, Let's do this. (laughs) Let's <laughs> just see what I get. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Not. Um. N- not anything pre on like that I see right here. But, yeah, it's got some regions that are flagged. What about if we do waltz? imagine Waltz is getting, uh, I want to do, yeah, I don't want the database, I don't know how, I I thought I had the bookmark for that, let me just, Thank you. Oh, I didn't, I didn't click graphical results. Did I? Um, let's go back. Uh, I want graphic detailed with graphics, submit sequence. yeah some amyloidogenic sequences there um quite quite wide ones but um yeah he's not um he's not wrong in this instance so let's go back to Um, So, anyway, we've got a fungi peptide. Um, Let's go down. The shift of two bases of the reading frame of the codons due to two jumps of the ribosomes on pseudouridine bases. Which proteins emerge from reading according to the third reading frame? Here is the translation of the spike offset by one base. Only one protein will be retained here, starting with methionine and ending with a stop codon. Okay, first protein let's look for possible homologs of this wild protein and <laughs> it just it just happens to be called pedobacter um let's see can i
0: <laughs>
2: pedobacter <laughs> one one for the uh, k26 rs it eh, didn't didn't take me there never mind All right, so basically, okay, we've got a list here of 75% match with parabacterioids. Parabacterioids, Bucus durinus. I don't know what those are. Parabacterioids, Chinchilla. Tanerolchi bacterium. Okay. I mean, I I, I don't know what these are, but um, let's just see if it gives me something. Okay. Uh, What is it, though? Pseudo-Flavitella. genus of bacteria from Chitino Pachigi um, okay anaerobic or rod shaped family of bacteria in the phylum bacteria deuter okay um, if you're uh, into uh, microbiology maybe it means something to you not, not to me um, I'm looking for those prions and amyloids let's see so let's go down um, okay so MFS transporter pedobacteria What mm. what was what was Pedobacteria? Did I did I spell that? Pedobacter. Pedobacter. There's a whole bunch in there. Should I which one should I pick? I love onus that sounds. Go back. Bacter*. I saw. Bacter*, formerly known as Flavobacterium heparinum, produced heparinase and are capable of using heparin as their sole carbon and nitrogen source. In molecular biology, *Pedobacter* has also been identified as a contaminant of DNA extraction kit reagents and ultra-pure water systems, which may lead it to its erroneous appearance in microbiota or metagenomic data sets. Okay. I mean, these are... Essentially, they're just um, probability matches so far. All right, so what do we have next? Uh... Parabacterioids Bucus Duranysis. Um there's a there's a whole bunch of uh metallopeptidase treponema. Treponema, I want to say treponema is, is is that not um what's the one you get from cats? Treponema is genus of spiral-shaped bacteria. Um, species of human pathogen is Treponema pallidum, whose subspecies are responsible for diseases such as syphilis. Age <laughs> and yours. Um, it's associated with syphilis in rabbits. Has been found in the gut microbiome of traditional rural human populations. Ah. Uh, Okay, so uh, we've got syphilis in there as a uh, peptide. Metalloproteinases um, uh, often, uh, you know, that's one of those suspect um, enzymes that get linked uh, with um, prions. So metalloproteinases, prions, let's just see what ChatGPT says. Um Research in the field of prion disease has investigated the role of various proteases, including metalloproteases, in the degradation of misfolded prion proteins. The body's ability to degrade misfolded proteins is crucial for presenting the accumulation and aggregation of these toxic entities. Some studies have explored whether enhancing the activity of certain proteases might help in the clearance of prion-like proteins and thus offer a therapeutic approach to these diseases. Additionally, there's interest in understanding how metal ions might affect the folding and misfolding of prion proteins, as metal ions can be important cofactors in protein folding and stability. However, this is different from classifying prions as metalloproteases. Relationship between metalloproteases and prions is more about how these enzymes might influence the progression of prion disease or be utilized in therapeutic strategies. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway we've got uh, syphilis metalloproteinase in there nice um fowlery. i mean that sounds horrible to me uh could we now Nargelia fowleri, colloquially known as brain-eating amoeba, is a species of the genus Nagleria. It belongs in the phylum Percolozoa and is technically classified as amoeba flagellate, excavate, rather than a true amoeba. This free-living microorganism primarily feeds on bacteria, but become pathogenic in humans, causing an extremely rare, sudden, severe, and usually fatal brain infection known as Nagleriasis, a primary amoebic meningoencephalitis. Brain-eating amoebas. Nice. Nice. Typically found in warm, freshwater bodies such as ponds or badly managed pools, lakes, rivers, hot springs, warm water discharge from industrial or power plants, geothermal well water, poorly maintained or minimally chlorinated swimming pools. Okay. Water heaters, soil and pipes connected to tap water. (laughs) Even with tap water is not safe? God damn it. Um, It can exist either as an amoeboid or temporary flagellate state. The organism was named after Malcolm Fowler, an Australian pathologist at Adelaide's Children's Hospital, who was the first author of the original series of case reports of PAM. Um, I mean, there's lots there if you want to go looking about it. Of course, I've heard about brain-eating amoeba before. But uh, the fact that a frame-shifted (laughs) A frank-shifted peptide could be associated with uh, these shots is disturbing in and of itself. Um, You know what? What's the peptide gonna do by itself? I don't know. Is 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 it in in this instance? Maybe I don't know. Maybe if you've got like a residual case or something, it 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 could um, cause it to. Um, cause it to flare up or something. Okay, so detection of hypothetical prion function. So this analysis of this parasite protein by plaque highlights a slight prion function at the beginning of the sequence due mainly to the presence of two consecutive amino acids, hypothetical acids, uh, the Q and Q. Um, Okay, so a, a short sequence. So... What we have just demonstrated here constitutes very little compared to the infinity of potentially possible undesirable proteins. Although we have only retained a small number of parasitic proteins, we note that a good part of them have a collection date after 2020, a period when COVID injections had already been put in place. These unwanted proteins could therefore result from this period of injections. Um. I don't know. Uh where's the uh, 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 I'm trying to look for um just any extra information about it, dates, etc. I don't see anything right now. What about if I... Okay. Yeah. 2022. Mm, I I don't know about saying if these are a consequence of uh i'd have to really think about that i mean maybe i mean th- but these didn't exist in the identical proteins i mean yeah, there's just um just one one entry <laughs> maybe 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 i don't know um i would have to think about that um, but it's his discussion. So. Uh, so we did that. Finally, if with such a limited selection of proteins, we already obtain, on the one hand, unknown proteins, and on the other hand, a potential prion region, this gives us an idea of the potential risk of these injections, and this whatever the batches of vaccines, whatever's in the batches of vaccines. Indeed, pseudouridine technology has been universally used in the billions of injections inoculated but also in successive versions of the vaccine including the last one targeting the Wuhan and Omicron strains so uh, a short paper you know it's he's staking out a claim Um, he has every right to do so Um, the results are the results Um, with respect to the microbiology and the proteins themselves short of the reactive epitopes like prion domains um, I, I I don't know. I don't know enough in this in this area. I mean, I could I could think about what the cascading pathophysiology might be in the brain, but the um the the families of bacteria well I don't know if you if you're saying that there's syphilis syphilis peptides in there, um, you know you, you it it might just be like highly immunogenic and cause problems that way um but I, I, I mean the the sequences are there so um you know this the, we, we should have a mass pivot for looking at what these products are i mean they've they've admitted to the frame shifting problem um it's not something that was has come out of nowhere and the um Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> this is a simple fact. We don't know. And perhaps uh these these people did know a whole bunch. See, people with Alzheimer's have low acetylcholine levels, so Nigeria Fowlery would go for the healthy brains first, I guess. I don't know. I I, I think it would go for anywhere it would it could get a um, foothold, and an inflamed brain like an Alzheimer brain, I could see being susceptible. All right, so I'll try and um, go back through the questions or the comments. Pedro says the paper only comes for the casual graces. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know when (laughs) when it's when it's necessary. Um, Let's see. So we not have a frog in the bunker. I did that. Um, Got biopsies for up to two and a half years. Um, Yeah, and this this lingering issue is known, and potentially this is what Charles has encountered. I think and um, charles charles has got chronic infection and dysautonomia um that's that's my unqualified diagnosis are you paying kevin sorbo to push tax services before your stream plays no the, um there shouldn't be any ads um playing on my streams but i think rumble does what it wants and um, I don't see an option not to play ads I'll look um I'll look to see if there's any setting that I can tweak but um if you're more than welcome to skip by them, um I don't get anything from them. Let's see. Um, Schrappel says in 2020, you explained to me the prion regional domain. I said, what you just described sounded like a jello mold. That a protein goes into the jello mold on each spike comes out a prion. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, any, any metaphor that helps you sort of conceptualize what it is that we're dealing with. And yeah, a jello mold could be a appropriate one in this instance. You're right to use it. Um, see. Oh, that's Texas Right to Know. Oh, hello Sheila. How are you? I hope you're well. Um, what are we linking to here? Um, yes, I remember this. <laughs> uh, uh uh, thank you for all your work that you did um in doing this. Um, yeah. Sheila, Sheila was in there. Uh very early on, um raising the issue of prions with um Texas Senate. Um, yeah, there's there's a useful handout for you. Yeah, I remember doing this. <laughs> it seems so long ago. <laughs> uh let's see, those letters look scary. It's turning the nematodes gay. <laughs> yes, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Let's see. Does it have anything to do with mink slaughter? Well, uh, um, mink just seems to be one of those intermediate species that can host SARS. It's a bit like the white-tailed deer right now. Um, Well, there there are many animals that seem to be somewhat susceptible and carriers to SARS. Um, Cats, dogs, and, you know, I'm... I think that study from Korea, where they showed that it was transmissible in their at least in the laboratory environment, from one dog to another, and that it did attack uh, the central nervous system of the dogs. And now we've seen them that they're outlawing um, uh, dogs as food source. So, you know, it's it's those types of data points that we should be looking at. I I think that. Um, I, I can't believe that authorities don't can't know this biology. It's it, it's impossible to me. Otherwise, otherwise, we've literally we've literally just shot ourselves in the foot by just allowing DEI metrics to fill those positions. Um, <laughs> if I if I sat here and worked it out right from the beginning, I'm sure that they. There must've been some people within those institutes that had some degree of competency. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, let's see. The universe has an odd sense of humor. It does indeed. Um, Brian says toxoplasmosis. That's the cat one. Yeah. But, um, in this case, we're dealing with syphilis and syphilis dementia is a thing, right? Um, if I just do uh, that, that's why all the um, the royals would go crazy. Syphilis dementia videos. Do we have a, a short video about um, don't fool around with syphilis? Sympt- features of symptomatic neurosyphilis.
1: Ooh. These are the features of symptomatic neurosyphilis. First in the background, this is the skull of a person that was affected by neurosyphilis. In early neurosyphilis, you could have the following features. Meningitis, which presents as headache, confusion, nausea, vomiting, and stiff neck. Ocular symptoms like posterior uveitis, which is most common. Decreased visual acuity, often with syphilitic meningitis. And meningovascular symptoms, infectious CNS arteritis causing ischemia and or infarction. In late neurosyphilis, also called tertiary syphilis, patients can have general paresis and progressive dementia. They can also have tabes dorsalis, which is uncommon, but presents with posterior column and dorsal root disease, as well as pupillary defect and diffuse neurologic signs.
2: (laughs) Nice. Uh, I'm going to, um, how do I, how do I grab that? Watch again on YouTube. These are the features. Yeah. And uh, just uh, let me show you our uh, chat features or chat features, video features, of course, from WTYL. Go to publish and log in. Okay. And import with URL. I can do that. This will go up on my channel. Um, Import. Um, Hopefully, it will fill out a uh, a bunch. It's going to do education, English, public do um yep that's everything uh and so I can then go to update video to import updated um I'm kind of I, I want to see any neuro syphilis medicine lecture so anything anything um short. 10 minutes, here we go.
3: Today we will be discussing neurosyphilis and one of its late manifestations, tabes dorsalis. The learning objectives of this presentation will include reviewing the late neurologic manifestations of syphilis, understanding the mechanism by which trepanema pallidum causes neuronal injury, identifying the clinical manifestations of late neurosyphilis, and reviewing the laboratory studies needed in the making a diagnosis of neurosyphilis. Lastly, we will discuss the standard treatments of neurosyphilis. We will review the epidemiology, pathophysiology, clinical manifestations, diagnosis, and treatment of this disease. Neurosyphilis refers to an infection of the central nervous system by the spirochete trepanema pallidum. The term neurosyphilis is used to describe any of six neurosyphilitic syndromes. Early on, these include asymptomatic neurosyphilis, acute symptomatic neurosyphilis, and meningovasculitis, while late manifestations include parenchitaminous neurosyphilis, under which dementia paralytica and tabes dorsalis fall, CNS gumma, and congenital neurosyphilis. In the pre-antibiotic era, 25 to 30% of patients presented with neurosyphilis, with the most common manifestation being tabes dorsalis. Since the widespread use of antibiotics, asymptomatic and early neurosyphilis have been more common, including syphilitic meningitis, meningovasculitis, and syphilitic eye disease. These are more frequently seen in patients with HIV infections, particularly those with lower CD4 T-cell counts. Neurosyphilis begins with the invasion of the cerebral spinal fluid by the spirochete Treponema pallidum, which occurs early in the course of the infection. As a result, clinical neurosyphilis can present at any time beyond the primary stage. A cellular hypersensitivity reaction is thought to be triggered, however, the body's immune response is not sufficient to be protective, but substantial enough to cause tissue damage. This inflammatory response leads to perivascular infiltration of the meninges with lymphocytes and plasma cells, producing focal meningeal inflammation that can lead to hypertrophic meninges or gomata. Perivascular infiltration of the arteries produces arteritis, luminal occlusion, thrombosis, and stroke. These are secondary manifestations. Spontaneous resolution of the infection may occur in some cases, but patients with persistent meningitis are more likely to develop manifestations of tertiary neurosyphilis. About one-third of patients with untreated latent syphilis develop tertiary manifestations after a variable period, ranging from months to years. Late neurosyphilis results from chronic inflammation with parenchymal involvement, causing neuronal degeneration and gliosis. This manifests in two ways, namely dementia paralytica and tabes dorsalis, in dementia paralytica, there is brain atrophy, loss of cortical architecture, meningeal thickening, and ventricular dilatation. In tapis dorsalis, the lesions are characteristically concentrated in the dorsal roots and dorsal columns of the spinal cord at the lumbosacral and lower thoracic areas. The preganglionic portion of the spinal cord is infiltrated by lymphocytes and plasma cells, resulting in atrophy of the posterior columns. On gross examination, there is diffuse meningeal thickening greater over the dorsal than ventral surface of the cord, Diffuse lymphocytic and plasma cell infiltration of the leptomeninges, flattening of the cord due to atrophy of the dorsal columns, and diffuse demyelination of the posterior columns, and degeneration of the dorsal roots, which appear gray throughout their width, as demonstrated on the right. In early neurosyphilis, the clinical manifestations can be variable. In asymptomatic neurosyphilis, there is an absence of neurologic signs or symptoms. However, the spinal fluid is abnormal and shows a mild lymphocytic or mononuclear pleocytosis, elevated protein, and a reactive VDRL. Acute symptomatic syphilitic meningitis and ocular syphilis usually occur within the first year of infection, but can also occur years later. The most common symptoms include nausea, vomiting, headache, neck stiffness, and cranial nerve abnormalities, and the spinal fluid again shows an elevated opening pressure, lymphocytic pleocytosis, an elevated protein, a lower normal glucose, and a positive EDRL. Meningovascular syphilis occurs 5-7 to seven years after the inf- initial infection. Patients typically present with focal neurologic signs related to a stroke or transverse myelitis. This results from a focal obliterative vasculitis of the small and medium-sized vessels and associated meningeal irritation and can occur within the cerebral as well as intraspinal arteries. The spinal fluid also shows the same typical abnormalities, namely an isolated elevation of protein, mild pleocytosis, and a reactive VDRL. Cerebral angiography shows diffuse narrowing of the intracerebral arteries and arterioles, while head imaging shows multiple areas of infarction. Late or tertiary neurosyphilis typically presents in one of two ways, namely dementia.
2: Uh, yes, Charles, you went away for 15 minutes and, um, you know, one of, one of the peptides that shows homology, uh, comes from, comes from syphilis as it turns out. And they, <laughs> they just went and, uh, shoved that into billions of people. And again, I would just say, um, I, I don't know if just the peptide, it's going to be problematic beyond, you know, toxic epitopes like like prion-like domains, um, but just just the fact that uh, they they th- this sort of got past regulators, etc. Um, it's disturbing. But... Who who am I to say anything?
3: Paralytica or tabes dorsalis, both are associated with spinal fluid abnormalities, which consist of one or more of the following. A positive EDRL, an elevated protein, or lymphocytic pleocytosis. Dementia paralytica typically occurs 10 to 20 years after the initial infection. It is characterized by a slow deterioration of cognitive function that affects memory, insight, and judgment, and language. Weakness in the arms or legs, a tremor, pupillary abnormalities, and a loss of bowel or bladder control. Tabes dorsalis occurs 15 to 20 years from the time of the initial infection. It is characterized
2: so um, again these these long-term disorders. And think about this in terms of immune dysregulation. So one of the papers that I've had sort of lined up, which I think looked very interesting, was uh, a study where they put SARS into immune-compromised mice and they were expecting um, it to run rampant. And they actually found it to be quite benign. Um, What that means precisely, I would have to... Do a reading of the paper. Um, again, it's on the list of things to do, but there's just there's so much happening. Uh, every every time I think I'm gonna plan to do something, something pops up, and then <laughs> I'm forced to uh, respond uh, in real time. But I guess that's what uh, I'm here for to do this—a sort of uh, quick quick reaction for science,
3: characterized by ridiculous parasthesias or dysesthesias lancinating pain that is sudden, brief, and can affect the limbs, back, or face loss of proprioception and vibratory sensation that results in a sensory ataxia and a broad base for foot-slapping gait, absent reflexes in the lower limbs, and pupillary irregularities. The typical pupillary finding is called an Argyle-Robertson pupil and consists of a small pupil with loss of pupillary reaction to light, which is preserved to accommodation. In making a diagnosis of neurosyphilis, serum non-trapenemal tests, which include RPR and VDRL, may be non-reactive, particularly in Tavis dorsalis. Only approximately 70% of people with neurosyphilis have a positive VDRL. Serum treponemal tests should always be performed when there is a concern for late neurosyphilis. These include fluorescent treponemal antibody absorption, treponema pallidum particle agglutination assay, and syphilis enzyme amino assay. These tests remain reactive for life regardless of prior treatment. Patients with non-reactive serum treponemal tests do not merit further evaluation for late neurosyphilis. However, a lumbar puncture should be performed in patients with reactive serum treponemal tests. The typical CSF abnormalities include lymphocytic pleocytosis, an elevated protein, a lower normal glucose, and a reactive CSF VDRL. A reactive CSF VDRL establishes a diagnosis, but a non-reactive one does not exclude it. When the CSF VDRL is negative, a CSF FTA antibody should be obtained. If this is non-reactive, then neurosyphilis is excluded. The drugs of choice for treatment of neurosyphilis include penicillin G and penicillin G procaine. Penicillin G is administered intravenously over a period of 10 to 14 days, while penicillin G procaine is administered intramuscularly along with probenicin over the same period of time. Alternative antibiotics include ceftriaxone. In patients with a history of a penicillin allergy, they should be skin-set tested and desensitized. The initial CSF pleocytosis will resolve within six months after penicillin therapy in 80% of patients. In summary, neurosyphilis refers to a CNS infection by the Treponema pallidum early neurosyphilis manifests as meningitis stroke or transverse myelitis while tertiary or late neurosyphilis manifests as tabes dorsalis and dementia paralytic.
2: and um you know what what do we see people suffering with post um vaccines uh transverse myelitis right that's that's been one of the more common neurological disorders am i saying it's due to this um this peptide no um I could I could think of innumerable ways that you could get that sort of inflammatory response, but you know it's it's kind of, it kind of shows we were we were sort of talking um, with the uh, people people who don't think viruses are real, and you know trying to explain that you, you, when you have uh, an infection, the response of the body can be it, it's quite a generalizable response and so it's it's very difficult to just say oh it's x y or z you have to do the history and you have to do all manner of tests to find out why um you're having this upregulation of the immune system and um you know you've got something that's obviously attacking uh, the spinal cord in this instance and so yeah it, it, it would I'm not surprised to see transverse myelitis in there just just saying
3: pick up Tavis dorsalis results from inflammation of the dorsal roots and ganglia and degeneration of the posterior columns patients with tabes dorsalis experience radicular thunderbolt pain and develop a broad-based foot slapping gait and pupillary abnormalities serum treponemal tests are often needed in the diagnosis
2: just just imagine those uh, those old ruling class as they were going mad with syphilis and uh <laughs> was struck by thunderbolt pain and their uh, pinprick eyes as they were staring at you as they were thinking, as the parasite was grabbing hold of their neural networks and saying, spread me, grab, put me into that, put me into that woman, that young girl, Go grab, do it. With their weird gait and uh, God, they, those people must look fucking bananas.
3: And CSF trepanemol tests are required. Penicillin G is the recommended treatment. I hope you found this presentation informative. Below I have attached yes, some useful references for further exploration.
2: Thank you. I right, um good a nice little ten minute insight into uh, neurosyphilis there. Um this brain necrosis. I wonder I wonder if we can um <laughs> wait. How a female erection works. Um well, I'm booking that for later. <laughs> what they put that on youtube now and i'm banned how dare they all right uh let's see i'll read the chat a little bit uh charles needs uh mcg mcg like uh what would that be i don't know don't know what mcg is Um, what is the summary of Perez paper that the prion catalyzing peptide doesn't survive fame shift? That seems like maybe a good thing. What would just be for Pfizer? Now he says it, it, it is preserved in some cases in others, not, um, but you're also getting these peptides from known, um, pathogens like syphilis in this instance. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's a good thing. And these, these peptides can have prion like domains as well uh let's see i don't what is m c g oh okay um like uh m e g magnetoencephalogram magnetocardiogram okay okay i get it um yeah i don't know i mean is is that uh is that easily available m e g is very sort of specialized um, investigative technique. So I don't know. Um Charles, you need to get a magnetocardiogram. Find out find out if you've got little ectopic uh firing abnormalities. I'm not sure I'm not sure the it's the blood pressure issue that's a thing. So um which is exactly what's happened to this. Um the the couple I was speaking to uh, at the weekend on the whatever it was. RBN, um, their son just came out the Marines and it sounds like he's got exactly the same symptoms as Charles, to tell the truth. Let's see, MMD Mageberg Molecular Detection sets, Tests. I don't know what that is. Um, Dr. Kevin Stillwagon. Okay, call for arms. Well, I'll take a look. She's putting a link in for me. Try to keep things simple. If shedding of something from these so-called COVID vaccines is real, it should be measurable. I'm not talking about symptoms. I'm talking about finding either the mRNA or the protein produced by that mRNA in person. Um, okay. Um, what about people who are not injected with these products? If we find the proprietary mRNA in the unique proteins who were not injected, this will confirm the transfer of shedding. Um I think um, the fact that they were able to detect um, spike on exosomes, and that's that's going back now, feels like a couple of years since they detected that. Maybe maybe not two years, but um, I, I, I would ma- I would just make the presumption that once now that we know it's packaged up in exosomes, it'll get shed. Um, the question becomes how much is being shed. And exactly what is being shed, and if these are um, prion catalyzing, then we should make the assumption that the person would be shedding um, prions in this instance that's the that's the whole reason that I've been um, focusing on environmental burden and um, bi- biological or build up in the environment, I guess, is the way to think about it. And there was a paper which um, I wanted to look at this one. Wide distribution of prion infectivity in the peripheral tissues of variant and spontaneous Creutzfeldt-Jakob. And um, let's see, I'll, I'll just read the... Abstract. In marked contrast to variant CJD, previous investigations of spontaneous uh, CJD revealed either inconsistent levels or an absence of scrapie prion in peripheral tissues. These findings contributed to consensus that risks of transmitting spontaneous CJD as a consequence of non-CNS invasive clinical procedures were low. In this study, we systematically measured prion infectivity levels in CNS and peripheral tissues collected from VCJD sCJD patients, Unexpectedly, prion infectivity was detected in a wide variety of peripheral tissues in SCG, SCGD, CJD cases. Unexpe- uh, although SCJD infectivity levels varied unpredictably in the tissue sampled and between patients, these findings could impact on our perception of the possible transmission risks associated with spontaneous CJD. Um, the... Yeah I this this is again this is um why are they called transmissible spongiform encephalopathy because they're able to spread and we know that they're well we did like I say we did yesterday about heterogeneous um prion aggregation different um subtypes within uh, an individual and across individuals and the you you just have to make the assumption that uh, they're they're able to um, spread into the environment, and we've looked at the um, persistence in the environment across multiple different common materials, and infective doses can be passed from those materials into uh, what, did, what was the word they used yesterday? Biosurveillance platforms, something like that. But um, they were able to cause transmission from contamination of prions in the environment, and we have to presume that you know it's something like the chronic wasting disease that you know plants are taking up prions then it's get, getting back in the deer are eating those plants and um, the the cycle continues and you know all these people talking about disease X and worrying about next coronavirus um, it's a it's likely that your disease X is uh it's the walking prion bombs that surround you right now. And that in fact we all may be at this point. So um keep that um keep that in mind. <laughs> Let's see, no more Chow Burger at Mr. Woo's <laughs> Okay. Um it's the fourth phase or something of syphilis. Maybe I I don't know much about syphilis. I mean, I, I, it's just got a reputation for sending, uh, you know, royals mad, in in the olden times, right? Before you could get penicillin shot. Uh, let's see. Most of the people and scientists in these institutions are compartmentalized and blinded by the funding. Yeah, that's that's for sure one of the major issues that we have, right now, and it's been a mass failure of the systems. And the problem is, is that I don't think it can be fixed by the people within it. So, you know, the biosafety now group, um, it's too timid. It's too timid compared to the scope of what it is that we're dealing with right now. And, you know, if after four years we've just dragged the conversation towards, well, you know, we <laughs> we want we want some regulations put on the people who are messing around um with these toxic peptides and pathogens. Um uh, what? It, it's another four years and then what we have to wait till um well we were, we've already got this wave of excess death in the in the young where it shouldn't be happening. And um you know, what's what's his face out outside Allen, right? Um, I always try to f- <laughs> I just all this from uh uh Ormando. <laughs> it's literally a monkey just sitting there chewing leaves in the jaw of a crocodile or alligator. Um is <laughs> carrying on with no fucking clue what's coming. Uh yeah. Um, pretty much. But uh how Alan- Side Alan, yeah. Um, do, 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 do. oh, um, study discovers biggest cause of alarming surge of excess deaths 100,000 more excess deaths in 2023 than 2011, the highest since World War Two. Interesting, uh, maybe I should. Do a stream, it's the express. Um, Heart failure is the biggest driver of an alarming surge in excess deaths, a study reveals as MPs demand a thorough investigation into the trend. Um, Yep. That's what happens when you systemically inject those lipid nanoparticles and toxic uh, spikes and epitopes, and they go and embed themselves in the heart. (laughs) And <laughs> you're making uh, amyloidogenic microclots sp- spread through your your body. So last year was the most deadly non-pandemic year for excess deaths. Is, is this recently, January thirteenth, twenty twenty-four? Research published tomorrow by scientists at Oxford University shows that while cancer and dementia deaths have fallen, deaths from heart and circulatory problems are spiralling. This includes deaths from heart disease, heart attacks, strokes and lung clots. Scientists say the rise cannot be accounted for by an ageing or growing population. Next week we'll see a debate in Parliament when MPs will call for the government to investigate the problem with numbers rising since the pandemic. And the, the... Drop in Alzheimer's right now is the pull-forward effect. And this is something that ethical skeptic is um, being, well, very um, thorough with. And so we're seeing it, we, what caused the majority of the all-cause mortality. But we know Alzheimer's went up. It wasn't so much um, the respiratory Issues that you that people would predict, obviously, but it's dementia issues and then um, disorders of the cardiovascular system, and so of course the elderly it will rip through the people who have the long haul, the foggy thinking brain. Um, that's uh, that's where the uh, the next round and acceleration of these dementia disorders will come from. Mark my words. All right, so... Let's just continue here. So the new study based on government figures show there were 595,789 deaths last year, of which 53,000 were considered excess or extra. This is based on a five-year average of deaths before COVID. By comparison, there were 82,000 and 60,000 extra deaths during the pandemic years of 2020 and 2021, respectively. This equates to 1,000 additional deaths each week during 2023, surpassing the total of 50,200 excess deaths In 2022. Last year, there were 100,000 more deaths than there were in 2011. The report shows the highest figure recorded in a non pandemic year since the Second World War. Philip Davies, Conservative MP for Shipley, West Yorkshire, who will speak at next week's debate in Westminster Hall, said These are not just numbers and statistics, but real people, loved ones, often from younger age groups who are dying before their time. The government should commit, as a matter of urgency, to a thorough investigation into the causes um yeah (laughs) this is you know how do you kill the young it's cardiovascular events or cancer and (laughs) this is what we're seeing right now and you know probably a consequence of gene transfection um could be uh continued circulation of sars peptides if the wastewater is anything to go by. According to the study, only 12% of the extra deaths last year were linked to respiratory infections, such as COVID or influenza. So that's a point we can agree on. The largest rise was heart failure, which saw a 16% jump, accounting for almost 10,000 extra deaths last year. There was also an 8 half percent increase in deaths due to narrowed heart arteries counting for nearly 9,000 extra deaths and a 14% rise in deaths blamed on liver diseases such as alcoholic related liver damage counting for more than 2,000 extra deaths last year and you know let's let's not forget the accumulation of the lipid nanoparticle in the liver so um, it may not be alcoholic fatty liver in this instance um, let's see. At the same time, there were 6,500 fewer deaths from lung diseases such as asthma, a drop of 14%, 11% fewer deaths from dementia and Alzheimer's, equivalent to a fall of 10,500 deaths compared to five year average. Professor Carl Hennigan, director of the Center of Evidence Based Medicine at University of Oxford, co authored the study, said these figures are a real cause for concern. These deaths cannot be explained by COVID, population growth, nor an aging population. It's the primary responsibility of the government to understand the drivers of this huge rise. The government has failed to investigate this problem. It's completely unacceptable. Dr. Asim Malatra, a leading cardiologist, said, the most common cause of excess deaths relate to the heart and circulatory system. These have many causes that may interact. 80% of this is linked to lifestyle and environmental factors, such as worsening diet, sedentary lifestyles, and stress, which we know happens during lockdowns. Oh, God, pointing at lockdowns right now. (laughs) Just say it. Say it, scene, Adverse reactions to the mRNA COVID vaccine could also have played a part, he said. And you see look, he's couching his words. It's too timid. It's too timid right now. I don't. I don't, I don't know how much more. How much more death do you need per week? <laughs> you know, just a bit. You'd be a bit more forthright in what it is that you're saying. What two thousand? At one thousand, Department of Health and Social Care spokesman said there are a wide variety of factors contributing to excess death including high flu prevalence, the ongoing challenges of COVID nineteen, and health conditions such as heart disease and diabetes, which did not get picked up during the pandemic. We're taking steps to help reduce excess deaths, including those which involve COVID nineteen. And vaccines remain the first line of defence. Um. Yeah, just uh, don't trust the government. Remember. <laughs> Remember. Remember, your government loves you. Okay. Uh, let's see. The Brain says, I think many of us know the faulty vaccines are the root cause, but government and similar sources continue to deny it. Yeah. I think so. And, um, you know, the the problem is, is that we're reliant on the independent voices now to um, do these tests, these experiments. And you know it trying to be pushed through institutions, etc. You know where where are the studies looking at the vaccines? It's not a hard thing to do. Just just take a microliter and stick it into the brain of a bunch of rodents. You you'll find out if it's making prions. Then then we can if it doesn't, then we can um we can stop talking about that and we can try to hone in on what could be the other other. Problems here. So let's see. I said, people and scientists, yeah, did that. Undercover Angel says phosphoric acid is injected into our drinking water via the Kairos Company's trade secret formulas of drinking water treatment products. This alone possesses all of the, and I don't know what that means. Uh, good for the constitution, spirochetes and biofilms. Yeah. Hi, Kevin. I think I'm ready to start streaming soon. I can break down your seven syllable words. The rest of us licks fills. Um, okay. <laughs> if you want to come on stream, um, you're more than welcome. I was thought fluoride and whatever they treat the water with was industrial runoff. They didn't know what else to do with. Um, I've heard that too. The fluoride came from the nuclear waste uh, or nuclear industries, right? Uh, now remember that spike goes into the skull, bone marrow, among other places. Yes, uh, you better be drinking water from someone's ass. You'd be better off drinking. Okay, <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with fracking. So don't you, don't you just get treatment for it before it gets this bad? I mean, you would you would presume so, but the, you know, it's. I think people just forget. For, well, forget. I mean, if you weren't alive back then but it wasn't that long ago that tb syphilis cholera all these things that modern antibiotics have dealt with and we lead pampered comfy lives where you know i sit on a um i don't know what this foam thing is under my buttocks to um alleviate my uh (laughs) my suffering and uh you know it's (laughs) The house is warm, uh, cool in the summer. Uh, These are, um, we're, we're soft, basically. (laughs) All right. So, so I did that Charles comments. If I heard correctly, I need to update the chart to include syphilis, brain eating nematodes to go with the HIV, PRRA, prion regional domain. We knew about 2020, any other additions? Um, you can't say that, uh, Sheila, in this instance, that the uh, the syphilis is there. It's a, it's a peptide that's associated with syphilis. Now, again, I don't know what that means in terms of pathophysiology. And, you know, what's Jean-Claude doing? He's pointing to the fact that there are prion-like domains in these off-target um, expression products. Um, the the peptide itself I don't know I mean I'm sure we, we could we could sit here and um try and i don't know what's what was the peptide again
0: uh wasn't that one
2: But yeah, we had brain-eating amoebas, and um, where, where did the? Mm. Oh, I don't. I don't see. I'm not my. my are playing tricks on me right now uh let's see good grief what have they done <laughs> indeed <laughs> of course look it, when there are a thousand people a week dying more than there should be in the in a place like the uk you know which you know for all its faults it, it has free a point of access health care that shouldn't be happening And the problem is I I hear too many tales and we see too many of these stories of, you know, young, fit, healthy, 30 year old TikToker gets uh, taken out by a heart attack in their sleep. And so they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be caught by regular screening because they wouldn't fit the normal, they wouldn't fit the normal demographic. Let's see, R6574 says syphilis is a typical childhood illness. <laughs> yeah. On Epstein's Island, maybe. Um let's see. Uh Charles says, um Sh- Sheila says, Charles, contact um Texas right to know. Yes. Um I um Sheila's lovely. Charles, um, reach out to her. Uh <laughs> I'm not gonna read that about Bailey's sexy ass hair. (laughs) They used to call Prince Charles old slappy feet. Is that true? (laughs) Um, Let's see. All things indefensible says tip of the spear. Um, I can give a tip of the spear. Let's just see if uh, there was a... um, uh, Buy me a coffee. Um, So... Thanks to Charles, and um, let's see if anyone else is not dizzy K26R today, and uh, we can have a celebratory tip of the spear, um, let's see, I want to say thanks to, of course, more damn beans, you're a, a gentleman, sir, uh, Vex and Gaza. Um, the usual, the rest of you hang your heads in shame, and uh, yes, we are indeed, where is it, Um lost it. <laughs>
1: Tip of the spear Edge of the knife
2: Alright Covid is like the Ford Edsel of viruses How can anyone de- deny this is human engineered? Um, Yeah <laughs> I'm not going to disagree Alright uh, Let's see Wasn't you supposed to import that vidget into WTYL as an example? Um, I just did I did import it Done, look Success we go to uh, recently added, there, features of symptomatic neurosyphilis. In there already. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put in this one. Go back here. Take away the views from um, publish. Import with URL. Import. Use it, folks, please, please. Um, we're, we're far, far from being out of the woods right now. So I'm checking everything is, um, all filled in. Neurosyphilis, tabis dorsalis, um, update. And there we go. That's, uh, importing right now. All right. Charles needs a fucking mic. He has a mic <laughs> and he's got a got a nice little setup now after visiting Japan. So, um he just needs to turn up the gain on the mic and he got it uh he got it right next time. Uh last time I should say. Uh Let's see. Roger says late 21 shedding was confirmed. Yeah, that that sounds about right to me. According to Senef, the mRNA is coming out of the cell intact and comes out in a lipid fat bubble as an exosome which basically turns it into a vax when shedded as a sneeze, cough et cetera i think yeah I, I actually I was um talking with Stephanie over the weekend, and um you know she has a very um good uh understanding of of these mechanisms so um anyone, anyone that's sort of bringing this stuff into the or talking about it publicly right now. I'm just going to, I'm going to implore. I don't, I I don't want plaudits. I don't want to be the only one speaking about this. I want everyone to be speaking about it. I'd be happy to go and um, speak on other people's streams about what it means. Um, (laughs) I think uh, I have a degree of uh, domain expertise, Um, but the, the more people that speak about it, the better, right? It means that you build up more pressure and eventually, it becomes difficult to ignore. And all all the time that you're, you know, you're dealing with a thousand excess deaths every week. That's not COVID related. Right? Well, you know, what's changed in recent years? Well, we know what that is. And you know, the the simple fact is is that we don't we're not dealing with the normal. Life cycle of prions in this instance because they've just gone and shunted it past into systemic circulation, and that's going to manifest in these um, clotting and um, protein misfolding cascades. And most, most, even most clinicians are just not going to be thinking along those lines, they'll say, Oh, you know, cardiac event then you know what caused the cardiac event. Uh, let's see. I'm not surprised MPs are calling for an investigation with due an election. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh let's see. Someone give me another link here. Um I've got about another half an hour, so I'm not I'm not gonna get into anything um new new. I'm just I'm just chatting.
3: I'm what did you think about the ride? It was great. And apparently,
0: I've never been on live television before, but apparently, sometimes I don't watch the sh- I don't watch the news because I'm a kid,
2: and <laughs> apparently, every time apparently, Grandpa
0: just gives me the remote after we watch the Powerball.
2: All right, <laughs> awesome little kid. Um, hilarious. Thank you, Mystique. Uh, let's see. Terrible cancer, heart attacks, transfected too much, much too young. Reminds me of that song "Too Much Too Young" by the Specials. I say the the cancer data. I'm um, you know I'm inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to um, to ethical skeptic in this domain. I'm not going in there and probing this data. Uh, what I'm what you should be doing at this point is looking to people who have essentially been consistent around the the line that they're taking with the data and um how the, how they've approached the data and um ethical skeptics work um is exemplary um from what i can see and i'm i'm essentially offloading the workload in that domain and trusting what he's saying and um i hope i hope i'm making the right uh, value Uh, judgment in this instance and you know there are people i've i've seen the intake lists at the clinic i'm collaborating with lymphoma lymphoma in their 30s one after the other and it shouldn't be like that and the the japanese data shows that there's an increase in blood cancers so i'm i'm more trusting of japanese data just in general um the sloppy mess that is the us data and systems right now i i find it difficult to trust and you know even at least britain is registering the deaths and therefore is is looking at least looking at what the diagnosis is and I guess, you know, people <laughs> killing over from heart attacks, if they're young, um, they must be doing at least minimal autopsies. Let's see. Um, uh, another YouTube link, Chili, I'll play this for you, but, uh, <laughs> this little kid was awesome. Um kids are great. Uh too, 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 too. too much too young live. Too
0: much too young. You do are married with a kid
2: when you could be having fun with <laughs> You're married with a kid when you could be having fun. How about um spitting out some kids? <laughs> That's what, that's what we need right now. Got collapsing populations. Let's not forget the story I was looking at yesterday, which was, um, what it, was it this one? I think, I think it might've been on actually outside that outsider Allen account. He's great. Um, Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. Yeah, it was this Fred, right? Um, Sweden, Sweden has had a fifty percent drop in births, fifty percent between last year and this year. That's they didn't lock down, for, and you know the old people that they locked away and genecidesed um, by not giving them oxygen and just uh, (laughs) doping them up with morphine. um, They're they're not the breeding population. How can you get a 50% drop from one year to the next? These are questions that need asking. And, you know, there are other countries where there have been very, very large drops as well. And, you know, I I guess part of it would be, well, if you've got a thousand extra weeks happening, uh, deaths happening, I mean, of course, the numbers wouldn't be that large in um, Sweden, but the... What is their population? If it was 10 million, I would be surprised. What's the population of Sweden?
0: Um Hmm.
2: sometimes it's better just to use google and chat gpt um 10 10 million nearly 11 million i was close uh okay let's see did astronauts really drink tang <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Probably. Uh, Let's see. Good, but sadly boosted friend now has lumpy goops of fat pressing on his nerves around his torso. is in great pain. Docs won't help. (laughs) I know that pain. Uh, Well, I know back pain. (laughs) But, okay. Um, You explained them to me. All of these sequences are like Russian roulette or a characteristic that you get from the coding sequence like an operating system code per Moderna. Yeah, that's... um, it's a good way of thinking about it. A watchmaker's masterpiece on a watch with features we don't understand. Yes. Um, I'm on my second year of using Patreon to support the doc. Easy to help out that way. Flaws and all. Yes. Thank you, Fez. Thank you. Um, if you want to become a patron, much appreciated. Uh, the best way, of course, is to go to McCairndojo.com and uh, hit that big blue button. Um, that'll get... And there's PayPal on there if you want to send a PayPal. Um if it loads but do it there we go paypal etc and um oh stripe powered and uh <laughs> so far they haven't debanked me with uh that one they've tried all right uh let's see nice i like ethical skeptic yeah i i, I follow his threads um every day oh I'll, I'll check in to see if see what he's doing All right. uh, Let's see. Good Doggy gives a link. Um, Good Doggy prays for you all, remember? COVID levels are up to 19 times higher than reported. Who says, as it warns of the potential dangers of repeat reinfection, we don't know everything about the virus. Yep. Yep, yep, yep and you've gotta you've gotta think of it like now as just prion exposure prion exposure after prion exposure on top of um what would be shed prions in terms of um exosomal packaging and what tissues it's getting into, et cetera. We're stepping into some very uh weird territory right now, and the uh, all we can do right now is watch and again mitigate. Um, I don't know. I mean, what, what precautions do I get apart from being a shut in? Um, not much. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the, don't stop living my life. I still go to the shop, still take the kids out. Um, the, you know, I would, you know, if I was living in a large, highly dense urban population, I don't know. I'd I'd probably be my my thinking would be, I need to get out and away from it. And, you know, I, I wish I, I I, I wish I could get further into the mountains from where I am right now. I am not in a position to be able to do that. Not unless we talk, you listen. Dot com takes off. Come on, Alex Mills, start uploading stuff, put content on there. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Andy says, my kids said no to their own children. That's really yeah that's that's just them being brainwashed by um the the poison system we have at the moment they wanted they want to depopulate you, and you know this the more I think about it, I know I'm just repeating myself like a stuck record, but the as the gravity it's not like I wasn't aware and operating in that space but once once you get confirmation of human catalyzing prion protein specifically, then this, this moves us into a whole different um, scenario. And now my, my default is, as much as I was sort of cognizant of Club of Rome Malthusians, um, it's a possibility, a high possibility, that they've taken action and they think that they've made it as egalitarian as possible. Every everyone got to draw lots, and now we wait. And you know, <laughs> a thousand extra deaths per week doesn't bode well. And that's, and then comes the supply chain collapse. All, all of it comes. All the chaos comes. It's still, it's still on the horizon. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad i'm in japan to tell the truth um at least at least they'll be orderly as the zombie apocalypse emerges all right so um i think uh i'm done that's the chat up to date um and i don't think there's much like i say, i've got a bunch of Prion papers that I want to go through. Um, this I think is interesting: prevalence in Britain of abnormal prion protein in human appendices before and after exposure to the cattle BSE epizootic. Um, this is a it's recent paper as well, um, twenty twenty. So um, I think this would be interesting to look at, particularly as we've we're starting to learn about heterogeneous um prion species, their interactions, how one can become dominant over the other, how you can have um these uh protease, reactive ones, and then they're basically singleton or what did they call them, pentamers right? That are calling as funny as I was waving my finger a little uh little icon bumped out. Um skipped my chat to the Pfizer post authorization report I listed above there's 14 references to amyloids maybe you meant to skip it no worries it's an old but goodie. um I didn't see it uh Sheila yeah, okay I see it Texas right to know sorry I'll, I'll just bring that up um here we go I I just didn't see it Sheila sorry um the you know there's a there's a lot happening in front of me um Let's see, is this this what you wanted me to look at? Um, Well, it's 14 reference to amyloids, okay. Cumulative analysis of post-authorization adverse events. All right, so amyloid is listed in there. Cardiac amyloidosis, amyloid angiopathy, (laughs) cutaneous amyloidosis, um, dialysis amyloidosis, (laughs) gastrointestinal amyloidosis, hepatic amyloidosis, primary amyloidosis, pulmonary amyloidosis, renal amyloidosis, (laughs) secondary amyloidosis. And one more, I think, Uh, tongue amyloidosis. How about that? I wonder if they say prion. (laughs) No, no mention of prion. Um, Okay. Uh, There you go. All right. Uh, Chris France says uh, support, support the doc. Uh, Go to Fauci.monster or... Use the tools of your oppressors. And the QR code in the corner there, that should uh, take you to the page as well. And um, we keep meaning to add Venmo and uh, other payment um, processors. But you can use Google Pay, Apple Pay, um, anything to keep me uh, coming back day after day uh, is appreciated. Um, all right. Uh, understanding the nature of PRP found in appendix tissues in the UK. BCGD block spot uh it's probably the same linking to the same paper Mm-mm-mm-mm. yeah i think that's the same no it's a different paper but um yeah uh <laughs> the appendices are an issue. i remember I, I had mine taken out i was in my 20s No Austrian hospital. Maybe maybe it was the Prions even back then. Alright. Uh I'm out of here. Later next Take care. God bless. And uh see you in the next one. And uh bravo to Jean-Claude for um getting something down on paper and uh something we can talk about. All right, see you in the next one.
1: You don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off after reading that little line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these tappers. I will fucking kill each fucking
0: tapper. I
1: this is not
0: fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they say. Fuck these tappers. No fucking vaccine. Ever will ever burn through my fucking blood blood never
1: no. I will fucking die fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking living fuck these motherfuckers all that in is eyes, eyes got 75,000 fuck it's murder murder murder